Digital technology has changed the way we do life, and it's definitely changed the way we should do parenting. And since digital technology seems to be here to stay, we would do well to know as much as we can about its power to affect the brain and to shape both our and our kids' relational atmospheres, attitudes, and actions. Stay tuned for a fascinating discussion today on how to navigate today's digital invasion. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome to Licensed to Parent. I'm Rich Rosell, and our host, as always, is Trace Embry, the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill Academy, which is a residential treatment program for troubled teens located in Martin, Georgia. And uh, Trace, obviously at Shepherds Hill, we've got a proving ground of sorts for um, so much of what we're going to be talking about during the next half hour. Uh, in saying that, what percentage would you say of the kids enrolled at Shepherds Hill are here in one degree or another because of problems directly or indirectly, I guess, related to digital technology. How, how big a problem is that at Shepherd's Hill? Well, Rich, I have to say all of them. Uh, really? One degree or another. I mean, it's, I think it's affected you and me. I mean, video games, the internet, Facebook, texting, iPods, iPads, iPhones. I mean, it's affected uh, individuals' ability to properly process thought and reality. And when you combine this with a pervading postmodern yeah. uh, worldview uh, that, uh, you know, pervades our, our nation today where, where there are no absolute truths. You get a real recipe for disaster there. Well, you really do. And this is just on the side of that. But I mentioned, I think a few weeks back that I recently got a smartphone and I thought that it was going to be so freeing. And my wife very kindly pointed out to me that I was becoming an addict to this mm -hmm. thing. I canceled the plan. Yeah. I, I said, I'm, I'm not going to go down that path. I felt really guilty since the very next day we did a program on, <laughs> on this digital addiction. Yeah. But that's what we're doing today. And let me take a moment now to introduce our guests. And we have some wonderful guests with us today. In fact, it's a father-daughter combination, even though they're talking to us from opposite sides of the, of the U.S. First, Dr. Archibald Hart. And Dr. Hart has been a guest on uh, Licensed to Parent in the past. He is the author of nearly 30 books. He's a, a senior professor of psychology and Dean Emeritus of the School of Psychology at Fuller Theological Seminary. Dr. Hart is well known for his ministry to churches through psychological training and education and consultation. And he and his wife, Kathleen, are also sought after by many church groups around the world to speak and conduct workshops. He also serves as president of the International Network for Christian Counseling. And in 2011, Dr. Hart was the recipient of the prestigious 25th anniversary American Association of Christian Counselors Silver Award. This was for outstanding influence and leadership in the development and advancement of Christian counseling around the world. Incidentally, he and his wife live in California. Our other guest is uh, one of Dr. Hart's doctor daughters. I found this interesting <laughs> when looking through the list of books he's written. Several have been co-written by his daughters and I'm, I'm wondering if everybody in that family is required to get a doctorate. I'm not sure. But Dr. <laughs> Sylvia Hart-Fried is the daughter of Archibald Hart. She has a master's degree specializing in Christian counseling and earned a doctorate of ministry in leadership specializing in spiritual formation. Uh, Dr. Fried has been working as a digital researcher and has published articles on the subject for Christian Counseling Today and for various blogs. She's also given presentations on this topic and developed the Digital Invasion Resource website. She is a Flourish in Life and Relationships coach and coach trainer. She speaks at women's conferences and retreats around the world. She is on the East Coast, living in Virginia with her husband, Russ, and their three 
digital native children. I, I hope I got all that right. So, <laughs> Doctors Hart and Freed, thank you so much for joining us today on Licensed to Parent. Oh, Rich, thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Rich and Trace. It's wonderful to be here. Well, the wonders of digital technology, right? We, we, can, yeah. uh, we can thank technology for this. Uh, Dr. Hart, uh, uh, Senior, well, let's let's start with you. Uh, though you're right about the dangers of digital technology, uh, you weren't exactly living the Amish lifestyle. You're actually quite the the computer whiz yourself. Can, can you give us a little background on your experience with the digital world and, and why you're so passionate about this topic? Yes, I'd be happy to do that. I, I'm not digitally phobic. I mean, that's the phrase they use when they put a label on anybody who has anything critical to say about the digital world. I'm not at all. I, I've, I've been building and programming and using computers since the late, uh, early 1970s. I bought my first computer in the early 1970s. It was the same kit that the, the well-known uh, Windows developer, uh, when he was 18 years of age, uh, he built the same uh, computer kit. And in my research, I do psychophysiological research, I, I design and build all my own gadgets, and I, I am technically very, very well informed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I come at it not not from a critical perspective that sees everything digital as bad, but with the real uh, eye-opener that if we don't rein in our use of these digital gadgets, uh, we, we are headed for disaster uh, as a culture, as certain other cultures in the world are already finding out. I, I wanted to ask something about this, so because Dr. Hart, again, you come more from the technology background in looking at this, and I, I think we would all agree that from a technology standpoint, the computer, the the mobile phones, all of the gadgets of today can be very useful tools. But, but Dr. Freed, you have sort of a different um, take on this, perhaps. And, and, and by the way, I, I mentioned uh, Dr. Sylvia Hart-Freed is, is Dr. Archibald Hart's daughter. Um, you have have come about this, I think, if I'm reading your biography correctly, uh, more looking at the content issue and not necessarily the technology, because uh, I noticed that you are a certified internet addiction specialist, and you also look at the psychology of the web and provide digital addiction coaching. And that's, you know, five years ago, or te- well, 10 years ago anyway, that field of study probably didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So uh, talk about this a little bit from the standpoint of the content that's going into, because would I be correct in saying that that is truly the more addictive part? Well, absolutely. And if I can just back up and just quickly share my passion for this topic, it comes from really a personal one that, you know, my son started with the Game Boy, and then it was the Nintendo 64, then Xbox, and he would get lost for hours. And, you know, honestly, as a parent, I thought this was a great babysitter. It kept him occupied <laughs> and quiet. Yep. And then I started three years ago doing the research for this book, and so I had my own wake-up call in realizing, oh my goodness, my son is digitally addicted. But I have to say, Rich and Trace, it wasn't just his problem. I had to look at myself, and I was realizing that, you know, I was checking my smartphone every few minutes, and I would be on my laptop until bedtime, and my children started saying to me, look at Mom, she's digitally invaded. So it was a very interesting wake-up call to not only my son's addiction, but also, I don't like to say addiction for myself, but definitely what I call my own digital dependence. So this came from a very personal um, 
aspect and really trying to find ways as I started doing research on digital addiction and internet addiction and gaming addictions was how could I help my son? And I really wrote it from that perspective to come out of that. So Yes, Internet addiction disorder is our most common, fastest-growing addiction today. We're not really hearing a lot about it, and I'm really concerned about that. As my dad had touched upon, South Korea, China, Singapore are doing great work in teaching digital wellness even to three- and four-year-olds. But here in America, we're not really hearing a lot about it. And In fact, the DSM-5 just came out, which is considered the Bible for um, psychology for diagnosis, and they took Internet addiction off of um, even needing further research. They're just completely ignoring it as a diagnosable disorder, and I find that very concerning. Wow. I don't get um, that. And, yeah, adolescents are twice as likely to develop an addiction as my son was, and they have an undeveloped prefrontal cortex. Right. These video games they're playing are very, very addicting. And, in fact, I just have to add this. I found out just about a month ago as I was doing some research that Steve Jobs himself attributed his success in being able to do all of these gadgets, specifically the iPhone, to his LSD use. And he wanted to create something that would be as close to an experience with LSD as he could find. And I have to say, he accomplished it. Yeah. Sylvia, how does the digital world affect uh, relational attachments with parents, relatives, and friends? Well, we have, Trace, a whole phenomenon today. It's called Alone Together, where we basically sit in the same room with each other, but mm. we're texting with those far away. And I have to say this. I just read last week that there's actually a new skill that we're, we're developing as people, and it involves maintaining eye contact with someone while you text someone else. And the article went on to say it's hard, but it can be done. Mm. So we have to ask ourselves, is this really the kind of life we want to live? that we are so shallow in our relationships, and it's making us really an impatient people. We're becoming, um, in many ways, a rude people Mm -hmm. because we're having a lot of impersonal connections, but what we're not having is conversations. And so Mm -hmm. from a counseling perspective, to have a safe attachment with your child, that child needs to feel seen and valued and heard. And so we're just really seeing how these elements that are needed for healthy attachments are being challenged when a child, you know, have kids say that their parents will get in the car and, you know, they're on Facebook. They're not, you know, they're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. You know, they're not seeing the child. They're not hearing what they're saying. And so it's going to create a lot of insecure attachments on, you know, the child to the parent's part. But... You know, I think the main thing is we're just not having conversations. And as human beings, we are designed, God, it's in our DNA. It's our intended design to have conversations. We need right. conversations with God. We need conversations with ourselves. And we need conversations with each other. And all three of those elements today with our connecting, our digital connecting, are being lost. Right. Well, let's talk about tech etiquette for a moment. Uh, you know, most of my kids are grown. I do have one teenager at home uh, left, but when they come over for Thanksgiving or just, you know, to come over, whatever the occasion might be, I sometimes find, you know, a dozen, maybe 20 uh, people in my living room talking to 20 people outside the living room, uh, you know, and I, I, I look over and I say, hey, if, if you want to, you know, what are you doing over there? If you want to invite Johnny, uh, you know, bring him on over here, you know, uh, oh, I'm just doing this. I just had to text this. I just had to check this. And there's always some, you know, lame excuse. I, am I being a jerk if I come to a point and say, listen, if you're going to come over here and I'm providing dinner and I'm the host here, check that stuff at the door or stay home. Am, am I, is that over the top for me? 
I think that's an excellent idea. I, 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 I think what you should do when you have a party or, or a dinner party or something like that, put, put a, a, a little table out at the front door and ask people to come in, ask them to put their uh, smartphones in basket on the table. Thank you. Thank you know, and, but you know what? I think people would be thankful for that. They would be. They, because, they you know, part of the problem is you feel guilty. Someone's trying to reach you. You feel guilty because you're not responding. But when you are part of a whole group doing it, it takes on a new spirit, a new attitude. Mm-hmm. And, and what you describe then is exactly the sort of um, behavior that uh, we are trying and what Sylvia has done very well in our book in, in outlining uh, parents uh, and, and what they can do to rein this in. Mm-hmm. Well, I you- think it's excellent. And I think just like, you know, it, you can have other rules in your home. Like if you come to my home, it's an alcohol-free home. You know, we're not going to drink. We're not going to have alcohol. And I don't feel guilty or bad that, oh, gosh, I really need to keep some on hand in case someone needs it. And I think you can have a home that says, you know, in this home, real people trump virtual people. And so when you come to my home, we value so much these face-to-face relationships. Yeah. And I think it's the spin you put on it of just, you know, we just so love connecting and conversing and, and making it fun and we're going to pull out games. And I think if you spin it like that and make it a positive experience, I think it can be a great way to model because that's our greatest um, tool we have as parents is our influence, especially with our kids. And I think if they have a great time, you know, we have a digital fast challenge and, and a lot of the young people that have taken it for 24 hours or say, wow, I got to know my roommates and, and this was really great. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we need a little nudging to do it. Sure. What about, wow, I just discovered I have roommates. Well, you know, there, there, there was a documentary film, some of it was done at Shepherd's Hill called Captivated. And we have a lot of our, our kids on that in that film who, who, who say, listen, now that I've been away from it for a while, I don't miss it. It's freed me up. Uh, so it confirms everything you're saying. Uh, it's kind of like um, uh, breaking any addiction. Uh, there, there has to be a withdrawal time. But how can adults hold one another more accountable uh, for tech etiquette without hard feelings? You know, and, and who is the tech etiquette police? Now, Dr. Hart, you just gave me the freedom to, to put a basket at my front door and put phones in there. But who, who, who really should be the etiquette police in, in these situations? But it starts with the parents, and I think right from the earliest years of, of your children, you need to be uh, doing something uh, to, to shape their behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, if I can just uh, add one other bit of information here, you know, why it's important that parents need to get on board early is that uh, the latest uh, risk factor in South Korea and China is the discovery that a lot of their children have a digital dementia. They are mm-hmm. already experiencing dementia in, as, as teenagers. And, and uh, that, that, that has given rise in South Korea to the government uh, setting up treatment centers all over the country for digital dementia in teenagers. Can you believe that? I mean, it's, it is that serious. Now, I, I think that we have to educate We've got to get the word out. And uh, if we don't do that, we, we are not going to win in this game. No, I agree. Our guests are Dr. Archibald Hart and Dr. Sylvia Hart-Fried. They are authors of the book, The Digital Invasion, How Technology is Shaping You and Your Relationships. And uh, we've got to take a a quick pause here on the Licensed to Parent uh, broadcast. But when we come back, I do want us to touch on the parenting part of this. 
talking about how we can instruct our kids, what limits we need to put on our kids, and how we can help shape them to avoid addiction, if at all possible, in the digital realm. This is Licensed to Parent. Our host is Trace Embry. I'm Rich Rosal, and we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Rich Rosal, co-host of Licensed to Parent. The conversations and the teaching that you hear on this program come from the daily experiences gained at Shepherd's Hill Academy, the Christ-centered therapeutic boarding school founded by our host, Trace Embry, that serves troubled teenagers from all around the world. Teens come to Shepherd's Hill struggling with depression, oppositional defiance, ADD, ADHD, cutting, digital addictions, and any number of other behavioral disorders. Yet by God's grace, and by using the scriptural principles that we discuss right here on License to Parent, these students experience healing. Not only that, many are graduating medication-free. At Shepherd's Hill, we're cultivating the soil of our students' hearts so that the seed of God's Spirit can take root and bear fruit. And on License to Parent, we're equipping you to be the parent your child needs. Please join us in this important outreach by visiting us today at LicensedToParent.org. Your tax-deductible contribution can rebuild the hearts and lives of teens and their parents in today's troubled culture. Don't wait. Go to LicensedToParent.org and click Donate at the top of the page. This is Kevin Swanson from Generations with Vision, and I want to say that Shepherd's Hill Academy is a wonderful opportunity for the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the reconciliation of, of our young people with God, uh, reformation of life, uh, the ministry of the Spirit of God, and radically changing lives. And, and by the grace of God, this is what happens with Shepherd's Hill Academy. And we want to praise God for what uh, these folks have been doing. Shepherd's Hill Academy serves families with teenagers in crisis. If you have a situation you need help with, go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and click on Inquire Now. That's HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy with our host, Trace Embry. I'm Rich Rosal, and again, our guests today are Dr. Archibald Hart and Dr. Sylvia Hartfried. They are, well, first of all, a father and daughter. They are also co-authors of the book, The Digital Invasion, How Technology is Shaping You and Your Relationships. And by the way, before we jump back into our conversation, I understand that Trace somehow was able to sneak maybe a few paragraphs into that book. Is there any truth to that? Yes, there is. Okay, <laughs> we well, quote him quite a bit. You, you quote, okay, good. Well, uh, we quote him. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't. I know of no one who has implemented what we would want to do better than Trace has in his programs. Oh, well, That's wonderful. I, I thought he was that. lying to me, so I'm glad to hear that, that <laughs> there was some truth to that, which I do quite often. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Dr. Hart, largely because it's still a relatively new phenomenon, many parents still don't realize that digital addictions are a threat to their kids' mental, emotional, relational, and even physical health. Uh, yes. But 
digital addicts are actually as chemically addicted as an alcoholic or drug addict. Am I right in saying that first? That, that, that's correct. They have the same brain patterns as even cocaine addicts. In fact, uh, uh, the digital technology has been called the, the, the cocaine, the digital cocaine. And it's because the brain is so flexible, so uh, adaptable. It, our, our brain is learning and changing all the time. Mm-hmm. And what the digital world does, it takes control. It, it takes control and it increases what is called the white matter and reduces the gray matter. Mm. Uh, in other words, it, it's, it's being programmed for speed, but not for content. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can do th- certain things very quickly, but we can't reflect. We, we have no empathy anymore. Uh, all the important gray matter, uh, like memory and motor control, emotional control and so on, uh, is is being robbed from our kids. Mm. What are some of the signs of a digital addiction, Sylvia, that parents need to be looking for? Right. So it's very much like other addictions that if you start neglecting your schoolwork, um, lying about your use, if they become anxious when they can't be online. And I found really the most important piece to that especially when I found this with my son, is when they spend more time in their virtual life than their real life. And a lot of kids say they're much better at their virtual life than their real life. And, you know, God just doesn't want that. He doesn't want our virtual life to to overtake our real life. What, what are the best ways to deal with this, then? Are there, are there approaches the parents need to take? Yeah, so let's just do something simple that hopefully, you know, um, our listeners can remember today. A three-step digital wellness plan for a parent. So we have all this information. So I use TMI. The first thing that a parent can do is trust. To establish trust with your child, that's so important from as young of an age as possible. But even if, like in my situation, it's a teenager, it's never too late to start building that trust and having them know that you really want their best interest in mind and, and start teaching them what you're learning today about the damage it's doing to their brain. And I know with my son, I he wants to be an anesthesiologist and, and be a doctor. And just sharing with them, you know, honey, you can't spend all this time gaming and keep up your grades. And and I'm really concerned about it because I want what's best for you. So that's a really important first step trust in the TMI. The second, the M, is manage. You've got to manage your own digital life first. You know, as I said, the greatest tool you have as a parent is your influence. And if they see you on your gadgets all the time, then what's that telling them? You know, and a lot of parents are saying, don't, don't text and drive, don't do this, don't do that. But do they see you do that? Um, so it starts by managing your own digital life. Come up with your own digital boundaries. I've printed mine out. They're in the book. You know, what are your digital boundaries going to be? Pray about that about you learning how to steward your digital world well, and that, will, that influence will be impactful. And then the I in TMI is to implement rules. Have a family digital contract. We have those in our book. We have them on our website. You know, come up as a family and praying about it. What are our digital boundaries going to look like? Have these boundaries. Have a contract. And then consequences. What are the consequences going to be if those are abused? And so I think that is is a great start to to developing digital wellness. And again, you know, I have parents that come to me and say, well, we're just going to be absolutely tech-free. And if that's what God calls you to, that's great. But for most of us, we're going to live in a digital world for the rest of our lives. Right. So we really want to teach digital wellness, digital stewardship. Sure. Now that, that makes all the sense in the world. Now, is there an amount of time a child should be limited to engage in, in digital technology per day? 
Well, that's great. You brought that up. You know, one of the things we found out in our research is the number one fear that parents have today in parenting in this digital world is how much screen time should my child have. And the American Academy of Pediatrics has set out some recommendations, and I'd love to share those with your listeners. But they say between the ages of zero to two that a child should have zero screen time. Mm -hmm. And this really flies in the face of the thousands of baby apps that are out there. And we all see in the grocery stores the babies tapping at their mom's smartphones. But it's really important that a child between those ages not have screen time because of their brains developing so rapidly. They need mm-hmm. as much face-to-face interaction as possible. And then between three to five years of age, they sing one hour a day. A child at this t- stage needs a lot of playtime with other kids. They're developing social skills at, during this stage. Six to 12 years of age, 90 minutes a day. That's when they need to be playing um, you know, cowboys and Indians, if they do that anymore, in the backyard. Mm-hmm. This is when they develop their creativity. Your brain needs a lot of downtime to become creative. Then between the ages of 13 to 19, no more than two hours a day. And most kids at that age and younger are spending over eight hours a day. I just want to say a lot of you know, parents will say to me, that is so restrictive. There's no way I could do that. And, and I say, you know, if you just start by cutting it even in half, if your child's spending eight hours a yeah. day, even if you cut it down to four, you're going to see improvement. Not as restrictive as what's going to take place when they try to enter the job market and they can't put two and two together. That's right. We only have a few seconds left. So each of you, uh, what, what uh, we know digital technology is obviously here to stay. What final word uh, would you have to give to parents that would give them the greatest assurance that their kids aren't going to be lost to what I call the, and I think you call the other parent? Well, if I can just go first and say, my, my greatest concern is that we're not educating parents enough. Mm-hmm. We, we are not educating our teachers. We're not educating our pastors in, in this. So my, my biggest concern is the fact that there needs to be a wake-up call, and we need to be more active in, in, in teaching, in, in, in making, our, uh, making the information available to those, uh, which is why we've written our book and hope that, uh, pray to God, that that will help at least some of its readers. And I hope everyone listening gets this book. Uh, I think the church uh, needs to uh, uh, have it in every Sunday school class because I think I think the church doesn't uh, really take uh, the digital issues as spiritual enough, but it's deeply spiritual. Sylvia, you have any final words? Absolutely. Well, I just want to close in saying, you know, our digital technology is both useful, and for most of us, we wouldn't want to have it all all gone tomorrow. There's so many great pieces to it. You know, my three kids, I just dropped my youngest son at college yesterday, and, and I already texted him this morning. I'm missing him, and I love the useful part of being mm-hmm. able to text and stay connected, but it's also very destructive at the same time. And so I just say, declare war on the destructive part. You know, wake up. Mm-hmm. The war stands for W, wake up to your relationship with technology, and then A, assess what has technology stolen from you? What has it stolen from your family? And then the R is just reclaim your real life and real relationships. Don't waste your real life on a virtual life. And then pray daily that God will help you and your family to become good stewards of this technology. It's here to serve us. And we're here to serve God. Sure. Well, it's like food. I mean, uh, food, you can't live without it, uh, but you can also abuse right. yourself with it. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvia, I do appreciate one thing above all else on your website. I just thought this was great, talking about that many people waste their real lives, exchanging them for their virtual lives. And, uh, and, and I appreciate the passion that you bring to this, uh, and you as well, Dr. Hart, in trying to help people reclaim 
their real lives and 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 the yes. real relationships. So thank you both so much for that. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for having us on the program. Thank, thank you, you, Rich and Trace. Our guests today have been Dr. Archibald Hart and Dr. Sylvia Hart-Fried. They are co-authors of a wonderful book entitled The Digital Invasion, How Technology is Shaping You and Your Relationships. And if you would like to find out about either Dr. Hart or Dr. Fried, you can go to their website, thedigitalinvasion.com. The program you've been listening to is a program that deals with all sorts of issues that parents and their kids face. It's called Licensed to Parent. This is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a residential treatment program for troubled teens located in Martin, Georgia. Our host is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill Academy, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosel. Thanking you so much for being with us and inviting you back again next time. And now with a final word, here's our host, Trace Embry. Moms and dads, remember, if you don't train your children, somebody else or something else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.